4: We welcome you back in. It is hour number two of prime time action on this Tuesday evening from Las Vegas South Point Sportsbook Studio. A lot to get to still on the show. It's been an action packed day already. Major League Baseball trade deadline. Lots of NFL news and notes from around the league. Still, we have to get to see and he will join us in a little over an hour's time. Talking PGA Wyndham Championship this week. As we up, they'll update some some live scores, there still are live games, even though so much of the talk tonight, gentlemen, has been about all the things off the field. But, uh, Kelly, a lot of action right now on the Diamonds.
5: Yes, we do. Reds up on the Marlins, 2 to nothing. That game in the bottom of the fifth inning. Reds minus 320 live on the money line. Marlins plus 250, five and a half year live total. An, an interesting thing about that end. one
2: is Garrett had that horrible first inning. Where he totally botched
4: a to comeback. back? Yeah, right yeah back he to had that
2: horrible first inning. He's not allowed a base runner since he struck out nine through wow. through the five innings so far. So it was like it was just just this disaster of a first inning, and he's completely shut the Reds down since. But uh, again, the the Marlins unable to get on the board against Graham Ashcraft, who has now gone four and a third, only given up two hits
5: on his end. Well, I mean, Graham Ashcraft, you yeah. got to expect that from him. Well, I mean. Come also, on, also could be a golfer. <laughs> also could be a also golfer. Also could be a golfer. I would believe that as well. Yeah. Graham
4: Ashcraft, childhood <laughs> friends with Wyndham Clark. and you know, Hudson Swafford. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh
5: Mets and Nationals, that is scoreless. I hear Jacob DeGrom's having a good game, guys. Yeah. He uh, throws the ball innings. real hard still. 102? That's not bad, right?
2: He he, he <laughs> I, I just watched a sequence of a... Hundred mile an hour fastball followed by an eighty four mile an hour changeup, which Jeez. came back with a ninety three
5: mile an hour slider and struck the guy out. It three was, innings,
4: one hit, five case. Yeah. Not bad.
5: How many pitches till you could get a hit off of Jacob Degrom? Would you oh, do? for us. Oh, like if infinite. I got five hundred pitches, could I get? Could I get? If, one of yeah, you because you would just
2: eventually swing at a fastball and flare <laughs> one, but like
5: you would Confidence not. boost by Matt Brown. So, Thanks, Matt.
4: I mean if he was just if you His if you arm was just throwing too. you right if he was just throwing you fastballs and you knew it was a fastball and you knew it was 101
5: there's no way there's I, no way I even if you, would even get if one you knew
4: that and even if you knew it was going to be right down the middle like pinpoint command it was just swing and hit the 100 mile an hour fastball by like the 50th pitch you might at least have like a feel of timing but that still doesn't mean anything as far as actually putting the ball in play and then finding an open space. Right. like I think after 50 I could put a ball in play but there's no I mean
5: yeah, I'm Mike. talking with no fielders, Ben. You got two wrapped up in it. Live live numbers on that game right now. Mets you know, minus 235. <laughs> Nationals Kelly, plus one night. You remember how smooth the show went last
2: night? It was so D- smooth. D- it was so smooth. <laughs> we <he laughs> screwed up <laughs> all our TVs D- during D- the uh, break. Yeah, I mean, no, we got, we we got, got the five on TVs, six TVs on the same <laughs> game in here. Uh, like We don't even know what's going on
5: anymore. Oh, we love you, Ben. Our it, pets. pets' heads are falling off. Pets' heads are falling <laughs> off. Yeah even know what movie that's from, probably. <laughs> Mariners up 3 to nothing on the Yankees. That game is in the top of the third inning. Mariners minus 375 live. Yankees plus 285. No, Matt, I will not be betting the Yankees live because I don't bet the Yankees live without Mike Stanton in the lineup. He's not in the lineup. Ten and a half live total on that one. Brewers and Pirates scoreless. That game also in the fourth inning, top of the fourth. Uh, Brewers, minus 210. Pirates, plus 174.5. Your live total, juice to the over at minus 140. Corbin
4: Burns just got out of a bases-loaded jam, hit back-to-back batters for the first time in his career. Kelly, I'm going to interrupt that you here impressive. just because we do have first pitch coming in about a
2: minute. Yeah, what you got? So if you want to play the Orioles and Rangers, Jordan Lyles, Spencer Spencer Howard. Uh, Howard and the Rangers, minus 125, home favorites in that one, plus 105 on Lyles and the Orioles on the road. As dogs there, a flat 9 is the total. There's two more games that are coming up in about five minutes as well. Red Sox and Astros. Cutter Crawford for the Red Sox and Christian Javier for the Astros. Astros are big minus 205 home favorites. Plus 175 if you want the Red Sox on the road as underdogs. Eight is the total. And then we do have Royals and White Sox. Brad Keller, Lucas Giolito. Giolito somehow a minus 170 favorite over the Royals here. Keller and the Royals plus 145 on the road as underdogs. Eight and a half the total there.
5: It'd be a real shame if Cutter Crawford can't throw a good cutter, you know? Yes, I, I you're don't definitely know if he can the first not,
4: person but, who's thought about that. Yeah,
5: I, I'm sure I'm not, but uh, just catching on that right now, Ben. Okay. Uh, Blue not Jays to. with a one nothing lead over the Rays, top of the third inning. Blue Jays minus 215 live Rays, plus 175, 6.5 your live total. Diamondbacks lead the Guardians 3-2-2. That game in the top of the fourth. Uh, Diamondbacks minus 145. Guardians plus 115. Ten and a half. Your live total juiced to the under at minus 135. Phillies out to a one to nothing lead over the Braves. That game in the third right now. Uh, top of the third inning, to be specific. Braves minus 150 live. Phillies plus 120. And the live numbers go off the board. So, check back on that one. Tigers and Twins scoreless. That game is into the second inning already. Uh, top of the second there. Twins minus 210. Tigers plus 177.5. You're live total. And the Cubs and Cardinals, that game scoreless. Top of the second. Cardinals minus 165 live. Cubs plus 135. Seven and a half. You're live total.
4: And the Mariners just made it 4 nothing. Carlos Santana sack fly. Mariners 45-11 and 11 this year, Matt, when they score four or more runs. All right. It's pretty good.
2: So that, but not against the
4: Yankees. Though. Well, but that's yes. There's a lot, a lot of games against the A's yes. in there. A,
2: a little, other, little bit of a caveat It's not happening. against the
4: Yankees necessarily. It's, but yes. yeah, it, yeah, uh, that is that is part of it as well. Their uh, uh, call with an RBI double two for the Phillies. That's how that game got to uh, one nothing. Kelly, just to get just to let you know, Cutter Crawford does throw a cutter 30.3 percent of the time.
5: Yeah. Oh God, you can't grow up with that name so. playing baseball and yeah. not go out every yeah. night and say I'm going to master this pitch. So
2: he does throw a
4: cutter 30.3 percent of the the
5: time he's he just launched into my top five favorite players. Now <laughs> I wonder
4: what the stat cast like data against his cutter is because that's another like is he getting lit up on? <laughs> I mean, is his cutter bad? Is he just? Are coaches begging him not I mean, to it, throw it anymore? Is it purely out of name, like I you know who who knows? There are, there are the numbers out of that uh, and there's just uh, Luke Maley as well RBI base for the uh, in that uh, Cleveland game that that gets the Guardians to within one there against against Arizona. So uh, and by the way, Jacob Grama uh, yes through the three innings here only takes him. Thirty-nine pitches. I mean, like I think we I think we might have overreacted, a li- and thirty-one of them were for strikes. I mean, listen, they're not winning yet, though. is the problem. It's nothing. Because I have them in a. Yes, this is a true. Them, this is a throwback to Degrom start. really. Yeah, it's it like is. I
2: have them in a. I have them in a parlay tonight, and I would like some some runs to get on the board. I mean, this Degrom performance looks amazing, but as long as it's still zero zero, they're not going to press him tonight. Like no, you know, like no. I mean, he, they're not going to have him throw one hundred and ten pitches or anything. So, I would I would like them to get on the board, but they have. Two hits <laughs> in the game.
4: <laughs> They're so, turning back the clock at DeGrom. This, they really are.
5: This is the I wanted to ask you guys about this with those updated futures odds we were looking at in the NL. Matt, we were kind of talking about this last night. We kind of liked that Padres number. None, of, neither one of us bet it, of course, even though we talked about it on air. Uh, but even them at plus four seventy five. You would think they've been getting a ton of money already today, but should there be that big a difference between them and the Mets at plus two ninety? Are the Mets are the Mets really that be- much better of a team than the Padres? Are you talking about the? Pa- I did bet the Padres at nine to one. Oh, you did. Yes. Oh, I misread your text yes.
2: message. I did bet the Padres. I was the
5: guy who said I was going to do it on air and then didn't do
2: it. Oh, yes. of I course. did bet the Padres at nine to
5: one. I lied to our to audience win, as usual
2: to win the NL. Um, yes, I did bet that, but I mean, you know, look. The number – we didn't know what DeGrom was going to – I mean, like, you know, this was all speculative. That, like, hey, we heard, you know, he had some really good rehab starts. Is he going to look the same? Those aren't major league hitters. He's going to be going up against major league hitters. Now, listen, people are going to argue that maybe this national sign-up tonight isn't necessarily a major league – the
6: the greatest major league lineup,
2: you know. we could argue that. This is certainly a soft landing spot for his his first start back. But um, I'm – Everything I'm seeing here just looks like vintage DeGrom. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't think there's I, – I think the Mets are probably a little bit closer to – I think the Mets are probably a little bit closer to the Dodgers more. If you're talking about the odds that are out there with plus 175 on the Dodgers, plus 290 on the Mets, and the Padres plus 4, 475. Ben, I, I'm not just incredibly in love with the Dodgers. Oh, you know I mean? no. I, I'm just I'm not like either. not incredibly in love with the Dodgers.
4: We did our again. We, I don't know where you would have your. If if we did the five power mm-hmm. rankings for you, neither Jeff Parles nor I, when we did those, I I don't know if he. I don't think he had the. Do- I didn't have the Dodgers on my five, and I, like I didn't have the Dodgers or the Yankees. wasn't mm-hmm. especially at the number right now, and you think about that pitching that really has been propped up by two guys having career years, yeah. Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson. Now Anderson's numbers. We'll talk about him a little bit later. He pitches in the nightcap tonight against the Giants. His, he doesn't have as much regression. He's he's like the one yeah. guy who you kind of think this might actually be real. Whereas Gonsolin, it, it, as we've talked about before, yes. like that is that is a total facade what he did in the first half. And all of a sudden you look at the rest of that rotation and it's like are you you know you're going to be pressing Julio Urias here to throw probably a career high in innings this season. You don't know the health of Clayton Kershaw, who has been who like who has been solid, but we knew coming into the year would. Was, was going to need to be worked up in you know, his, his general workload here. So I, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not buying at all. Would not want any stock in the Dodgers. And it kind of goes back to the whole, like if you're, you either have tickets right away in the Dodgers early in the year or you just kind of sit it out entirely yeah. when you could still get a decent number on them. Like at this point, there's nothing that would interest me on them whatsoever.
2: No, I would bet, you know, I mean, I'm not betting the Giants 65-1 to one or anything, but I mean, I would bet basically any of those other teams over the Dodgers at the, at the price given. You know, I mean, like it's just at the one seventy five, like you're talking about, I mean, these guys at the top that they're gonna have to rely on in a playoff series from a pitching standpoint, at any given point, these guys could these guys could blow up. I mean, like it's not it's yes, some of them are 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 really good and have been really good all year long. You you mentioned Tyler Anderson or something like that, but I mean, again, there's not a long track record of him being this good. No. You know? And so I, I'm just—I'm not in love with the Dodgers. I, I just really—I right. like the Mets and Padres. I think the Braves and, and maybe even the Brewers a little
4: bit more. Uh, Kelly, and answer your question. I would put the like to me the Padres and Braves are about equal right now with their with their overall roster construction. Slight edge to the Padres right now, but you, at least with these odds, you just have to consider. Braves have a four-and-a-half game lead for that top wildcard spot over San Diego, and so they would get the winner of the 2-3 wildcard matchup, which is a winner go home, and you get a three-game series with home field. Padres, as Adam Burke told us, probably going to have to burn Joe Musgrove in that wild card game originally. And then if you get through that, I mean, the Dodgers are going to be in a position to face the, probably the NL Central winners. You give the Dodgers a leg up over either Milwaukee or the Cardinals. I'd imagine that's still Milwaukee at this point. So you, just from the path alone, it makes sense that the number is longer on San Diego. Probably give them slight edge over the Braves right now, but gotcha. that's what I'm feeling. You're, I know you're bitter. That. You, didn't, you that was didn't. a good answer. You didn't. You didn't fire on the Padres nine to one. It's okay. No, I didn't. It's okay. Matt Brown did.
5: Matt did though. Smart guy. We'll see. Or, well, maybe not. <laughs> we will see, see. Yeah. when
4: we return. It's time to get back into 32 teams, 32 shows. We look at the Carolina Panthers on the other side.
6: Check out point game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to cur- check the current betting splits. Data.
2: Splitting bets.
4: Why? Right, Tom Check did a great job, by the way, Matt, uh, he, he did that for the first time. Kelly, you would have been very proud of young Wyatt. When I'm he always played. proud of Wyatt. It was a great it was a great split in bets effort for mine. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only tonight's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Somehow, someway, Jacob Degrom is actually human. Uh, Matt Brown gives up a RBI double to Luis Garcia, and, and again, this is uh, this is like 2017. I feel like we're in right now, Matt. For turning the clock back five years. One nothing Nationals. Bottom of the fourth. Degrom has been virtually untouchable, but uh, the Mets not getting anything off of a pretty uh, brutal starter in uh, the the youngster oh Corey Abbott, and that ball will be caught. Okay. So Degrom gets out of the fourth. One run allowed, but down one nothing, and. Like, okay, live line. I mean, you would be, you would theoretically be tempted here. I'm seeing the Mets still, uh, they're still minus 140 live. Still minus uh, 140. Well, live. Then, no, we're not. We're I don't not think tempted. so. I don't think so. You got you, what well, you, I assume, uh, bet them. You said you bet them overnight before that line got out of hand, assuming yeah. the Nats would be sellers here. So, yeah,
2: I assume. Well, I mean,
4: In I figured way. Bell would
2: be on the move regardless. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't think Soto necessarily was going to be gone for sure, but. Um, with the Nats being being sellers, and then also bet against the against the Cubs being sellers, and they didn't either. So uh, that's 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 fairly interesting. Um, zero zero in
5: that one as well. So uh, you know, sometimes we guess, and sometimes it uh, works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. Do we do we have any idea how long Degrom's expected to go tonight? They
4: did not give an exact pitch count for him I has w- gotta be limited so you would assume you would assume limited and I think that's why you saw a strike like a strikeout prop for DeGrom especially against a lineup like this mm-hmm. you're normally looking at either seven and a half way way juiced over or eight and a half even and this was six and a half juiced like minus 150 so essentially it was you you really would have had to have a lot of conviction in DeGrom tonight now look been been very very sharp it's not a bet I would have run to the window to make He is at six right now through four innings Probably has at least another. He's at 51 pitches, so he, they could easily get him through uh, six innings tonight and feel pretty comfortable about that spot right there. So it remains to be seen. But one nothing there to the Nationals. All right, I've missed doing these. We haven't done a 30 – well, at least once, since I've been here. I don't know if you guys did one last night. 32 teams, 32 shows? We well, did a you couple. Did two days. Oh, is. Two of them. Two, of them. two, two of a of days. is. Two yeah. of them last night. Wow. All mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Brings oh. us the
5: Carolina Panthers, I 32 so teams, 32
4: shows. I feel like after your vacation, that 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 only got better with your voice. Like, you, you were you practicing while, you know, drinking uh, yeah, some? Yeah, yeah, you know, some. yeah.
5: Of course, Ben. That's why I spent my entire vacation <laughs> an hour <laughs> a night before I went to bed, just in the mirror, yelling my 32 for Watching 32. Watching some
2: I'm old monster car and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage promo. That's right, yeah, from yeah. From yeah. back right. in the day. Had to get, yeah. I yeah. mean, you
4: were in Florida. Got to practice, man. So yeah. would have made a, a whole lot of heck get of
2: get down a lot of to the fairgrounds. Yeah, it was like it was like an hour a day of old monster truck, and then like
4: thirty minutes of Macho
5: Man Randy <laughs> Savage. <protest. laughs> Macho Man, yeah. snap into a <laughs> slim gym.
4: Yeah, I look. Why I give White a lot of credit because while you're gone, he, he took a lot. He learned a lot from your different, you know, voice intonations, oh,
5: antics. Yeah,
4: and I, I he really improved by the final show. He was a little voice was a little squirrely to start, but he really he really locked it in by the <laughs> end there, Kelly. <laughs>
5: <laughs> And I thought play. he was a pro.
4: No, He is. He, he needed to fl- learn the Kelly Bidlin way. was very proud of Young, young White. All right, 32 teams, 32 shows. Carolina Panthers, your last place team a season ago in the NFC South. whole lot of changes, though, this offseason after a 5-12 and 12 year where they had pretty much consensus. Matt, the worst quarterback situation, if you look at any of the advanced numbers in the NFL with the three different guys they used, only Sam Darnold back, only got seven games out of Christian McCaffrey with the 30th-ranked offense in total yards. Overall, 29th in passing yards a season ago. Defense was just outside the the bottom 10. They were very, very solid, at least in the overall total yards given up, but were just on the field so, so much that it was very hard for them to not at least crack at some point. But they bring in Baker Mayfield with the, with the trade here for Matt Rule in his third season as head coach. That deal made, expected to be the week one starter here for Carolina between Mayfield and Darnold into that battle. Some funny quotes coming out of camp there suggesting that the, the, these two guys each see it as an equal competition. Which is funny, just because you trade for Baker Mayfield, you figure he is going to He's, uh, start. he's going to be the guy. Yeah, yes, he is. He is. He's and starting for sure, right? So, <laughs> I think the odds at DraftKings he was minus about twelve hundred to yeah. be the Week One starter for Carolina. And look, it wasn't that was not the only thing though, Matt. There were a bunch of other moves that uh, Carolina. You look at and you say, all right, they at least in the off season did make a, a number of efforts to make the team better on both sides of the ball.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is one of the more puzzling teams, I think for me. I mean, I don't really know if Matt Rule's a good coach or not. I think maybe, probably not, but it's maybe a little bit premature because he's had such terrible quarterback play to really be able to tell if he's if he's good or bad. So, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and give him another season here before I definitely put him in kind of mm-hmm. the, the bad batch of co- of coaches in the league. They do bring in Ben McAdoo, at offensive coordinator, so he's going to be new there. Phil Snow returns as defensive coordinator for them. If you look at this team, they won five games. They were two and six in one-score games, so there were a couple of other wins that maybe could have been had for this team along the year. You know, two and six in and one-score games, certainly not where you want to be. And as you mentioned, I mean, through all that, terrible quarterback play, and then you didn't have Christian McCaffrey for ten games last year. And while this is a running backs don't matter league – Christian McCaffrey is just so dynamic out of the pass game as well. He's just a chain mover. He's a guy that is is a playmaker, can get stuff done in space. And so there is, there, there is a, hey, Christian McCaffrey matters type feel for this Panthers team. And so not having him for 10 games is certainly something that you can kind of factor in whenever you're looking at the squad too. Mm-hmm. In Baker Mayfield, as you mentioned, in – Matt Ioannidis is, is a defensive lineman. You have Damian Wilson at linebacker, Austin Corbett at right guard, safety Xavier Woods, center Bradley Bozeman. They brought in Deontay Foreman at running back to maybe take away some of those like bruising runs from McCaffrey because, yeah. as we know, his problem has been health and him in staying on the field. And so if you can at least take away some of those Obvious rundown stuff where you know he's going to have to just bang right in the middle of the line. Maybe you bring in a, a Deontay Foreman to handle something like that. Linebacker Corey Littleton, uh, Andre Roberts, and they brought in Johnny Hecker, uh, the punter. Johnny Hecker. I only bring that up because you know guy. Hecker got actually a lot of money to punt for them, so he got a. Uh, uh,
5: there's no, there's no player that Bill Belichick's more scared of,
2: right? Uh, <laughs> I mean Johnny Hecker was a with I think he's four and, uh, plus four and a half million plus a year. To, uh, to punt for them. On the way out, um, you know, of course, no, going to be no Cam Newton this year for them. And Hassan Redick is the big loss here for them. Edge rusher, one of the better edge rushers in the NFL. Stephon Gilmore is out of town as well at corner. Matt Paredes at center is also gone. A.J. Bouye at corner is gone. Daquan Jones departs as well. Uh, defensive lineman for them that was a really big playmaker. Last couple of seasons, Jermaine Carter at linebacker. Morgan Fox on that defensive line is gone. And then Trenton Scott at right tackle is also out of town as well. So while they did bring in a healthy amount of guys, it was to kind of fill spots for, yeah. for a lot of void that that left. And, you know, again, big ones, big ones there in Reddick, Gilmore, and Jones. Those three guys are were really, really good defensive players for a defense that actually kind of surprised a little bit last year. In the draft, they took Kwanu. With their first pick, offensive tackle, that instantly upgrades their offensive line. Didn't have a second-round pick. Third round, as we know, take Matt Corral. And then the fourth round, they took linebacker Brandon Smith. And so, you know, the reason why I say for sure that Baker Mayfield is going to start here because if you were, question, if you were questioning at all whether Sam Darnold was going to be your guy or not, you start Sam Darnold, and if he doesn't work out, then you just play Matt Corral, right? I mean, like, that's the thing. So mm-hmm. there's no way in the world – they are not going to play Baker Mayfield. Not going to start Baker Mayfield. They made the trade for him to start to see if he's got anything left in the tank to see if there's anything left for 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 this squad here. And so what it really what it really comes down here to, Ben, for me is, and the reason why I think this is such a puzzling team because I do think from an upside standpoint. This is probably, I mean, like, it wouldn't shock me if we look around and this team won seven or eight games, right? I I don't think that's crazy because you do at least have a foundation for some sort of good to happen on the field. Um, The stuff last year, of course, was just absolutely pathetic. 27th overall DVOA team in all of the NFL. That includes the 31st offense, 24 special teams. But the defense, which again did take a little bit of a hit with Reddick. And Jones leaving and Gilmore, but they did they did kind of replenish some of those spots. Was 15th actually mm-hmm. overall DVOA. So you're talking about you know at least an upper half team on the defensive side of the ball. On the offense, uh, and this might have to do with McCaffrey being out for as much as he he did. But that 31st ranked offense. The other thing was they just couldn't move the ball on early downs. 27th in the NFL an Early down success rate, right? and we know if you continually face second long, second long, third longs over and over and over and over, it's just very hard to have a successful offense in the NFL, yeah. right? When the and especially when you have as bad of a quarterback situation as they did, so when the teams can just pin their ears back and just rush with, with, with abandon, and you, you have these bad quarterbacks trying to make plays I mean it's just not
4: going to equal very much success very often well yeah and when you have a quarterback who is admitted to seeing ghosts in the past yeah. and you are one of the worst offensive lines in football it, you can see how things kind of went downhill we'll kind of assess where do we see this O line now as they've made a lot of moves there what is the defense going to look like in year three under Matt Rule, and how does this team factor into the NFC South that is next as we continue 32 teams 32 shows Ice, cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken. Now to start your run at victory, Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. one nothing lead already for the Astros. Bottom of the first on a Yuli Gurriel RBI base hit. Uh, Cutter Crawford, though. As you just said during the break, Matt, he
5: did get a strikeout.
2: Did get a strikeout, Alex Bregman,
4: on a cutter. With Kelly loved the that. cutter.
2: Kelly it makes loved me happy.
5: That said, he's down one nothing. Uh, he's a top five favorite player of mine now in Major League Baseball, of uh, course, White. behind Mountcastle.
2: The uh, the White Sox up two nothing here in the yeah. bottom of the first on the Royals. Tim E-Loy Anderson, Jimenez,
5: uh, yeah,
2: uh, Tim Anderson gets out to to start the inning, but then Vaughn Jimenez, Abreu, mm. all with hits. Then Moncada walks as well. So. Uh, still guys on there for the White Sox in the bottom, who, again, are in a dogfight there in the Central. 51 and
4: 51 right now are the Chicago White yeah. Sox. Just, it's just amazing. And yet they are still plus one thirty-five, as we saw yes. in the AL Central race. And then just circling back to Padres did win Game One of that doubleheader against the Rockies, thirteen to five. Big favorites in that game goes way over any any pregame total numbers you have. We'll get to the the preview in uh, night and the uh, nightcap there. Game number two to come at ten ten Eastern, seeing the Padres about a dollar. Looks like at uh, DraftKings right now, waiting on a line to be posted there. But rest of the market, you're seeing about a dollar eighty-five to ninety-five in that one right now. And in Atlanta.
2: Braves cashed in on that bases loaded. Boom. Uh, two to one now over the Phillies. I didn't see exactly who got the hit, but they do. Uh, is that Rosario or is that? I can't
4: tell. But, uh, Rosario. It yeah. was yeah. Ahmed Rosario. After yeah. Austin Riley, I believe, yes, yeah, struck mm-hmm. out with the bases loaded. I was expecting grand slam out of Austin Riley, but uh, did not do that. And Good that's news a solo for home. for Matt Brown, Francisco Lindor solo okay. shot. So the Nationals took out their pitcher who had been just absolutely dealing, <laughs> the no-namer. Through after five innings, some, some another no-name reliever comes in and promptly on his second pitch in the game gives up a solo shot. One-one there. Unfortunate for
2: those who had first five, uh, first
4: five for Jacob <laughs> yeah. Degrom and the Mets. He goes five innings,
2: only gives up three hits, he doesn't walk anybody, and strikes out six. But they were
5: down one nothing. Yeah. So last first five. And wait, wait is he still in the game? So a strikeout prop. He's only still thrown through? fifty-nine pitches. Still in the wow. game, fifty-nine okay. pitches.
4: So strikeout props In the balance, but looks like it should get up. Would need one more. Marlins did get one back in that game as well after being down 2-0 to the Reds' Miguel Rojas sack fly. So 2-1 Cincinnati there going to the top of the seventh. All right, back to the Carolina Panthers. And and I I know you'll run through all the uh, positional rankings here, Pro Football Focus, ESPN giving out to uh, Carolina entering this 2022 season. It's just interesting, though, on the O-line where you they were so bad, as we just talked about last year, but you mentioned the offseason additions. You include as well Ikki Kwanu as your first draft pick coming in to anchor the blind side for presumably Baker Mayfield and Taylor Moton. He's played over a 1,000 snaps each of the last four years, been pretty reliable as your right tackle. How, how like, are you thinking that for the O-line this year, is that the more dynamic and, and got to have it position group more than anything, at least on the offense, aside from the fact that you do get a substantial quarterback upgrade in Baker Mayfield? Since you think about the, the need to keep Christian McCaffrey healthy, like I, I wonder if, as you talk about, this is kind of a tricky team to handicap. If you get a, and PFF has them as the 24th O-line, if you see them really outperform expectations, though, is this the offense that could have more success with, with some of those upside pieces they've got there?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really the tackles, are, should should at least be a strength, at least on paper. Yeah. Anyway, the tackle should be a strength. Corbett um, at guard is, is a pretty pretty strong. I mean, twenty second out of eighty two different guards that were graded last season. So you've got at least a pretty decent little building block there um, on the offensive line. But again, I mean, we're we're getting Baker Mayfield, who's used to being behind one of the very best offensive lines
6: in That's all of, all
2: of the NFL. So. This is, no matter how good this, this team performs from an offensive line perspective, it's not going to be what he's used to. It's not going to be as good as what he's used to. So he's certainly going to, to feel more pressure than he's felt recently. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if, if you kind of look at where this, this all breaks down, according to all these people that are you know smarter than us, Sharp football has the offensive line twenty second, so he's a little bit more down on this uh, on this offensive line than than PFF is, as you mentioned. But I mean, they, they, they I mean, he's a little bit higher on them than PFF is at twenty fourth. Yeah. But it's uh, you know, again, with Moten and, and Quanu and Corbett, you do have at least the the building blocks there of a fairly decent little offensive line. If Bozeman can kind of step up a little bit at the center position, I, I think this could be at least a. A middle of the pack offensive right. line. And if that's the case, then with the playmakers that they have, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, can Terrace Marshall step up in his second season and actually be, you know, the the guy that they drafted in the second round. Because I mean that's that's the other thing, right? I mean, Terrace Marshall, one, he was hurt coming coming into camp last year, didn't play all that much as it was anyway, and then terrible quarterback play on top of that. So if he is actually what he was at LSU, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, while it's not one of the top five, maybe not even the top 10 receiving cores in all of the uh NFL, it's up there. I mean, that's a decent little that's a I mean, uh, we know DJ Moore's a stud, and he's been able to somehow like have a bunch of success even with the terrible quarterback play. Robbie Anderson does he needs a quarter, uh, Robbie Anderson needs a quarterback who can throw downfield. I mean, like mm-hmm. accurately. That's where he that's where he thrives and if he's not going to uh, – if he can't get that out of Baker Mayfield, then he'll probably have a rough season as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that all how that all plays out. Football Outsiders does their projections, 7.1 wins for them. So they actually – they are way above market where they think that this team is going to be. I mean, I think most places, if you look at the Panthers, are sitting win total either five or five and a half. And so Football Outsiders actually has it 7.1 wins – Zero to five wins, twenty-eight percent of the time. Six to 44 percent of the time. Nine to 23 percent of the time. They actually have this team making the playoffs a little under a quarter of the time, twenty-three oh. percent of the time. And then, uh, of course, Super Bowl, super small, one percent of
4: the time. But um, so
2: one in a hundred chance.
4: So you're saying there's a chance?
5: You're saying uh, yeah,
2: you know, one, a chance yeah, one in hundred chance
4: to uh, come out of the NFC South this year with their, with their overall division. And, line.
2: and and one of the things is, is that the schedule isn't isn't incredibly tough, right? I mean, it's 14th, so it's like, you know, right in the middle of the pack, so it's not one of these killer schedules like we've talked about. Now, we're going to learn a lot about them at the very beginning of the season here because these are all middling-ish teams to start the year, weeks one to five. Browns, no Deshaun Watson. Giants trying to rebuild. Is there anything there? New coach Daniel Jones on his last leg. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There it is. We knew it was coming.
4: We knew it was coming, Ben. Three. <laughs> four to three now. Three spot for the Yankees' bottom yes. four. Right as I said in the last break. Oh, Logan yes. Gilbert, Matt, looks pretty good. Yes, and he, he gives up a three spot. Uh,
2: Jose Tribune. <laughs> Browns, Giants, then the Saints. James Winston coming off injury. I mean, how's he going to look? Cardinals not going to have DeAndre Hopkins at the beginning of the year for his PED suspension. There's, there's like a lot of questions. Uh, 49ers in week five with Trey Lance starting. So you have question marks around Every single game they play in the first five weeks. And if they come out of that stretch poorly, then it could go real bad. But what if you come out of that? What if you come out of that three and two? I mean, now you're telling me you can't string together three more wins to get over the win total when you still have the Falcons on the schedule, you still have the Seahawks on the schedule, you still have the Steelers on the schedule, you still have the Lions on the schedule. Like, there are winnable games on that schedule if they're able to kind of come out of that first five stretch right there, um, at least, you know, like I said, one game above 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at, you know, the rest of the PFF stuff here, 24th rated defensive line, the loss of Hassan Reddick, you know, pretty huge. Morgan Fox, pretty huge. It's it's one of those things where it's going to be tough to, to make up. Brian Burns is a solid player. Derek Brown's a solid player, but there's nobody with real firepower really on that on that defensive line at this point. If there is a bright spot, it would be the secondary. You do have Dante Jackson who's good. You got JC Horn, big time prospect. Is he going to be able to return from that foot injury, broken foot, mm-hmm. and be as good as he was whenever he was a, you know, one of the top guys coming out in the draft? CJ Henderson obviously good as well. Xavier Woods at the safety position is also good. So I mean, if they if they can get even decent defensive line pressure, you would think that this secondary would able would be able to kind of hold their own a little bit. So, I mean, I think that there's at least weird upside to this team, but because it's weird, it's hard for me to pull the trigger on anything. It's just hard
4: for me to get there. Especially with now, and, and you mentioned some of the five, five-and-a-halfs. We're out there, a lot of action at least. The yep. DraftKings are up to six-and-a-half now. And, uh, yeah, you think about with a number of these position groups like you laid out, they're in that you, right at the edge of the bottom 10, so there's, but there's a lot of leeway there, mm-hmm. a lot of upside uh, potentially for Carolina here in 22. You see the yes to make the playoffs plus 380 this season for Carolina. Regardless, remember, though, the
2: quarterback position is going to be better. It is or better. Ba- Baker can't be worse
4: than what they've right. had the last two seasons. And sure. Matt Rule got them off to a very, very good start a season ago with, as it came to be seen later, a complete shell of an actual quarterback and offensive line. So I could, you could easily
5: see that scenario you laid out, Matt. Happening at least to start the year. just to circle back to the quarterbacks. I mean, do we think what are the chances? Darnold gets cut or moved or whatever before the season starts? I mean, do we really expect this team to carry three quarterbacks into the regular season with all the? I mean, with well, all the other positions, they'd they ain't like gonna Def? move
2: him. There's no spot for him to
4: move. That's
5: I think. <laughs> yeah. I
2: think
4: that's the bigger issue. Yeah, they ain't gonna move him. Three QBs. It's gonna happen. Nobody yeah.
5: wants. <laughs> uh,
4: When when you when you see ghosts, it kind of hurts the whole appeal elsewhere. Anyway, Carolina Panthers, 32 teams, 32 shows. We've got some next team odds that are kind of interesting. Speaking of the NFL, we'll get into next as well as an update on all the live action going on around the Major League Baseball diamonds. When we return on Primetime Action.
6: The
4: v College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a cin V-CIN All-Access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive the college and Pro Football Betting Guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. We might have to crank out the old uh, Canadian calculator there, Matt, because summer special is now over. We're in August. What, is it, what, are, we gonna, what are we calling this now? Well, this is the this is the uh, Visa All Access. Canadians don't bet college football, Ben. That guide. wouldn't
5: make any sense. Come on.
4: Yeah, that's true. We're gonna have to wait for the hockey guy to come out. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah,
2: I, we'll, we we'll have bring it. That, it always made. Sense we'll bring now. that bit back around when the hockey guy comes out. All right, perfect. Out.
4: Yeah, sounds good. I mean, I kind of missed it. I, we haven't had any references to what the – I want to know. know what the Canadian currency is. I could easily Google it, but I'd rather hear it from Mac Brown coming out of a, yeah, out well, of a break.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's it's unfortunate. It uh, What did you say that we had the exact date that that reed was retired?
4: July 23rd. July the 23rd. And at that point – in it, peace. At that point, we were up to like $3 a day or something to uh, to, to do
5: the Visa Oof. Summer Special. So, Wait, we warned them, though. We warned them. We, we warned everyone. I don't know if anybody told you, but uh, we also need you to record – the uh, college football guide after the show tonight. We need an audio book. Oh,
4: audio book. Sure. Yeah, we tried to.
5: We came up with the Brent Musburger idea last night, but Brent said, no, give it to Ben Wilson. I trust him. He's going to do it.
4: 131
5: teams. Yeah, so you and Sean will hang out for like maybe, I don't know, four or five hours tonight and just read through all that. How I feel long, like it would take a little bit. How long would it longer? take to
2: read 300 pages? I don't know. I'm going to Google that. that right now. I bet
5: <laughs> you can find that.
4: You'd have to do, you know, in the dulcet tones too. You'd have to do. You have to. Re- you can't just read it fast. You got to be kind of slow so people can actually. I don't know so, what you're because saying. I hadn't
2: read three hundred pages in so long. Yeah, so me I would, either. I don't
4: yeah. know. Aloud too. I mean, what's the last time you read three hundred pages of anything? And
5: allowed? you're right. <laughs> it's, so, it's so many stats you would have to like emphasize. Maybe say a couple like twice. Right. The it would take Crimson you a t- long yeah, time.
4: like you break. You have to be. You can't just like rattle. Like if you're actually reading, you're going to be reading fast, but you have to. Yeah, slow it down. Anyway. That's a that's an exercise I don't want to think about right now, Kelly. How about the scores? Because we uh, we have more more action going on right now. We'll uh, we'll see what some of these individual uh, teams are doing here. But we've got some more odds to uh, look at right
5: now. Yeah, but first, uh, according to Google, uh, the average reader will read 300 pages at 8.3 hours. So oh, you so, got you
4: guys have a late night. So <laughs> late add, night tonight. So multiply <laughs> that pages by, by one and a half times. So that's 12 hours. Okay. I don't have to be back on the air till 9 a.m. tomorrow. So, if I just start right after the show.
5: Welp. Oh, Nationals home run.
4: Welp. Jacob DeGrom out, by the way, after five innings. Some guy with a stupid mustache
2: just gave up a two-run homer.
5: Nogasek. Yeah. Or nojosek,
4: or whatever,
2: or something like that. Stupid mustache
4: faces. What his name is? <laughs> stupid mustache face rooting that probably yeah. three-one nationals bottom
5: six. Yeah, I'll start right there. That yeah, three-to-one bottom oh, of the six man. right now. I apologize to any, about
4: any
2: stupid mustache faces family that's listening, but but, but stupid mustache face horrible. Mustache and giving up two run homer.
5: <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. Danny no, Burke just no Spencer, called it. Uh, no Spencer Strider with the he's mustache. He's not happy. Danny Burke not happy at the comment. Uh, live numbers off the board for that game right now. Reds up on the Marlins two to one. That game into the seventh inning already. The Reds minus one eighty five. Marlins are plus one forty five. Four and a half. Your live total heavily juiced to the over at minus one ninety. Is that yep. another home run? Back to wow. Back down stupid, no mustache. stupid mustache face gave up another one more like no strikes you,
4: if you I mean if you get embarrassed that way you kind of have to shave the mustache right like this, you well, can't I mean, you can't be allowed to go back on the he's done 15
2: like pitches and two of them have left the yard this is not a good ratio for him he's gonna need to he's gonna need to clean yeah. that up a little bit hold the
4: Baker Mayfield where he yeah. goes back in the locker room emerges fresh freshly
5: shaved I'm oh like man, four-one nationals. Yeah, right? that four-one nationals. Dead. Uh, though, let's see live numbers up, back up on that one now. Minus seven fifty. Now we know why they were down before. Yep. Plus five hundred on the Mets, seven and a half. Your live total. Mariners up on the Yankees still, but it is four to three. That game in the top of the fifth. Mariners with one man on, two out. Uh, right now they are minus one thirty live. Yankees even money eleven and a half. You're live total. Brewers with a three to nothing lead over the Pirates. That game in the top of the sixth inning. Uh, Let's see. Money line off the board. You can take three and a half. Is that a replay or is that another home run?
4: I believe that was a replay. Okay, okay. Geez, man. Yeah.
5: Sorry, sorry, sorry.
2: No worries. No worries.
5: Wow. Okay, uh, Brewers 3 nothing over the Pirates. Live numbers off the board right now. Blue Jays up one to nothing over the Rays. Top of the sixth inning. Blue Jays minus 210. Rays plus 170. Three and a half. It's, it's early. You're
2: live total. But just to let people know, Kevin has, uh what
5: is pitching very good. He's got one of those things going on? Kevin
4: Gosman's pitching very good so far. He's for the Blue allowed Jays. one walk. There's been... No errors made by his yes. defense, but one walk has been allowed through five yeah. innings so far.
5: Diamondbacks up on the Guardians, five to two. That came in the bottom of the sixth. Diamondbacks minus six hundred live Guardians plus four thirty, nine and a half your total. Braves with a two to one lead over the Phillies. That came in the bottom of the fourth. Atlanta minus four forty live. Phillies plus three thirty seven and a half your live total. Twins with a 2 to nothing lead over the Tigers. That came in the top of the fourth inning. Twins minus 520. Tigers plus 380, 7.5 the total. Cardinals with a 2 to nothing lead over the Cubs. That one's looking okay for you there, Matt. Just need the Mets to do some work.
4: Yeah, I know, yeah. Paul Goldschmidt, two-run base hit uh, there. Heard he's pretty good at baseball. Top yes, of the fourth
5: there in St. Louis. Uh, Cardinals minus 440 live. Oh. Cubs plus 330, 7.5 the total. Orioles and Rangers, scoreless. That game is in the top of the third inning. Uh, Rangers, minus 125 live. Orioles, minus 105, 6.5-year live. Total, juiced to the over at minus 140. Astros with a one to nothing lead over the Red Sox. Top of the third. Astros, minus 320 live on the money line. Red Sox, plus 250, 7.5-year total. And the White Sox have a 3 to nothing lead over the Royals. That game in the top of the third inning. If you wanted to get in live, White Sox minus one thousand on the money line, Royals plus six twenty five nine and a half your total. The the
2: Twins leadoff hitter Luis Arias, who's who's an All Star this year, mm-hmm. have you seen what he does? He's got a hundred and thirteen hits on the season, and only twenty five of them are extra base hits. Yeah, it's it's
4: amazing.
2: it's like he is just the modern day slap hitter, just slap it through the hole, whatever. He is not what we were talking about. It's
4: like the exact thing. opposite. Yes. It's the, the Aaron thing. Judge exact yes. opposite. Yeah. Yes, like, like, you and I, we both play fantasy, mm-hmm. like, in pretty deep leagues as well. And, like, at least in my league, there's really been no interest in a rise for most mm-hmm. of the year. Like, how often can you say that where a guy who is threatening to win the batting title for best average <laughs> And it's like, yeah, it's a pass for me for all 12 teams. It's not even a, not even close to a keeper consideration because yeah, it's just average and it's all singles and yeah. a couple stolen bases, but literally no power at all.
2: Yeah, it, it actually has to hit tonight. So 114 hits and only 25 of them for extra bases. It's amazing.
5: <laughs> well, how many doubles was it for uh, Judge last night? It was around that number, right?
4: Yeah, Judge is over
5: twins. They basically have yeah, the, the same doubles. same number yeah. of extra base hits minus the home run. Yes. The home runs ju- and singles ju- are the ju- outliers.
4: Judge on the the sixty seven <laughs> home run pace after hitting his forty third last night. Yeah, tw- Twins with some interesting sources of scoring tonight. Mark Contreras first homer of the year. Nick Gordon sack fly to make it uh, two nothing there, and then A. J. Pollock had rounded out that three run first inning for the White Sox. With a base hit. Uh, the other notable thing I just saw here, uh, it was a pretty good start in uh, in Pittsburgh there for the the Pirates starter tonight. Until the top of the sixth inning, where Willie Adames, Roddy Telez go back to back, then Colton Wong with a homer right after that, and Bryce Wilson's night. A very abrupt end there, top of the sixth. So I'm sure, just like we talked about in that Mets Nationals game, a lot of first five action on Jacob Degrom, probably a ton of first five action as well on Cor- Corbin Burns and the Brewers, but. Nothing, nothing came through. Five Brewers at three solo homers in the top of the six. And there you go.
2: Going back to some of that news we were talking about earlier, I don't want to like just totally skip over that Tim Patrick stuff with, yeah. with the Broncos. Um, with that team, so what that's going to do is it's probably going to force Jerry Judy outside. And forcing him outside, now I don't know. If, if It depends on what you believe in Russell Wilson. If you believe he still has it and you still whatever, but – Maybe from a yardage perspective, if he's going to be playing a lot more outside, that should probably increase his yardage production. Maybe not necessarily his receptions or anything like that. But certainly from a yardage perspective, because the thing about Patrick was he was going to be able to play outside. He was going to allow Judy to kind of do his work over the middle. But with with him being gone for the season, and and all indications are he's going to be gone for the season. So, um,
5: Jerry Judy set at 905 and a half receiving yards for the season at DraftKings. That is a pretty interesting. It's a pretty interesting
2: line.
4: If you trust that he can actually hang on to footballs when they are thrown his yes. way. That's a big caveat there. We saw more mm-hmm. training camp footage coming out yesterday of him dropping like easy little slants over the middle, yeah. and it's like oh, Jerry Judy back at it again. Yeah, so doing, for the yeah. guy who, the, the talent the guy has, you would hope that. The inability to catch the football would yeah. not just end his career before it really starts, but it's kind of been the case so far through two seasons. Yeah, so
2: just it's it's at least something to consider. I'm going to like dig into that a little bit more tonight. But um, you know, again, if I if I'm going to go on, maybe the the good side of variance for him that he's not going to be dropping balls mm-hmm. left and right. Um, I think a, a thousand yard season now, having to play where he's going to play is is certainly within the realm yeah. of possibility. It's
4: amazing. Nine, sixty-nine point yeah. seven pass rating. Bronco quarterbacks when targeting Jerry Judy through two years. Might have to. Uh, not good. Not not good has a big role to come. It, it would appear they're in Denver. We'll start our own college football previews as we start hour number three next on Primetime Action.